0: Testing, testing, one, two, testing.
1: Good morning, good morning, everyone. Good to see you on this sunny, crisp morning that it is out there. If the weatherman is right and he's never wrong, then uh, you can look forward anyway to some 40 and 50 degree weather this next week. In fact, if he's right, maybe for the next two weeks, which means that I'm going to be longing for spring, but don't forget, February is just around the corner. But anyway... Ah, uh, let's just get past this zero. That would be really nice. If you're visiting for the first time, please stop by the Welcome Center out there and let us know that you're here. We have a gift for you. We want to welcome you officially if you're visiting online for the first time. Uh, scan that QR code in your phone or in your uh, something and let us know that you're out there. It's always a blessing to us to know that. Ladies, we have a Dealing with Disappointment Bible study uh, that begins, I believe, is it this Tuesday? Nope, it's following Tuesday. Uh, and then Thursdays, Tuesday evenings, Thursday mornings, whichever one you can come to. There's a sign-up uh, sheet out there, and you can get a book. Uh, so you can do that out there. It's $10 for the book. Uh, it's good to see Taylor and Maddie coming back to be with us. They're going to officially candidate, excuse me, the weekend of February the 11th. And I let them pick the dates because it's what works in their schedules. We've got to get them back from school in Florida uh, here I'm aware, somebody's, well, more than one somebody's already said to me, Pastor, that's Super Bowl Sunday. And I said, I don't care. (laughs) No, I don't know what to tell you. It is what it is, but they're going to be here on that Sunday. He'll be preaching Sunday night, so looking forward to uh, hearing that. We'll tell you more about what's going to happen that day if you get to know them. Wanna Grand Prix is coming up as well. They could use some help, and you need to sign up. There's a table out there. You can stop by if you have kids or just interested in helping out. Uh, then please uh, stop by the table out there. Matt will get you signed up for that. Our missionaries of the week are the Webbers in Australia. Paul and Rachel Weber, they just recently had one, uh, I think they had two actually, get married. But one get married just recently that uh, you might know because he married Natalie Crute. So those of you who had ties to suburban school, you might remember Miss Natalie or the Crute family. But anyway, they got married and so they're uh, praising the Lord for all of that. So pray for our missionaries, and we have a lot of missionary prayer going on, so if we're going to introduce you, I'm going to give you a heads up to our missionaries. Uh, our missionaries this morning, I think some of them may be in Children's Church, so we can't get them all up here, but uh, we'll uh, give you a chance to meet them, see them. There's tables out there if you to stop by and get to know them tonight. Uh, you'll have another opportunity to hear the ones that you have not heard yet. If you've been coming to all of the meetings, you should be able to get them all in. If you say, I didn't get to any of them, Pastor, well, then you get a chance to hear somebody tonight. And uh, so be here tonight at 6 o'clock. That'll be a blessing to you. What else is there up there? Is that it? All right, let's have the men come. We're going to take up the morning offering. As the men are coming, I'll uh, let you know several things. So I mentioned in Sunday school, John Coy's sister passed away. Uh, His sister's son uh, just lost a, a, this morning, just lost a um, stepmom as well. So... Uh, that's been a rough time for him, losing a mom and a stepmom, all within the same time, so pray for them. Uh, then uh, Richard Jagger's brother passed away, so if you pray for Richard and his family. Uh, those of you who know the Fry family, Thomas Fry passed away this morning, so uh, pray for them. A lot of uh, those things happening, but we know that the Lord is a good God, and we look forward to what the Lord has for us, right? Brother Randy, it's good to have you here. Would you pray and ask God's blessing on our missionaries and on the offering, please?
2: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much this morning for your love for us. Thank you for our Savior, Jesus. Father, we know that uh, you're a great physician. You're a great healer, and you're the one that loves us so much, even in difficult times. And we do have a lot of hurt this morning and through the week, and we just pray for comfort for those that have lost loved ones. God, just be near to them. Just heal their hearts and their hurts. Father, we thank you for all of our missionaries, and we just pray your blessing on each of them. And we thank you for the Webbers. God bless them for their work in Australia. Pray that you will meet the needs of all of our missionaries. And, Father, we just thank you again for just all the blessings you give to us. Thank you for our pastors, for Pastor John, and we just pray your blessing on the message this morning. God, that you would just touch hearts. Just draw people unto yourself. And then, Father, we thank you for supplying our needs. We pray now that you will just bless the giver and the gift for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen.
3: Thank you, Miss Anna. Go ahead and stand with me. We're going to sing three verses of Send the Light, a call to missions here.
4: Of the congregation which are able please stand for the reading of sacred scripture the epistle of paul the apostle to the romans chapter 11 i say then hath god cast away his people god forbid i also am an israelite of the seed of abraham of the tribe of benjamin god hath not cast away his people which he foreknew Wot ye not what the scripture saith of elias how he maketh intercession to god against israel saying Lord, they have killed thy prophets, and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. Well, what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then, at this present time also, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then is it no more of works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. But if it be of works then is it no more grace? Otherwise work is no more work. What then? Israel hath not obtained that which he seeketh for, but the election hath obtained it, and the rest were blinded, according as it is written. God hath given them the spirit of slumber, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear unto this day. And David saith, let their table be made a snare, and a trap, and a stumbling block, and a recompense unto them, that their eyes be darkened, that they may not see, and bow down their back always. May the Lord prosper his word, where to ascend it, remain standing.
3: We're going to continue our theme of missions by talking about the person who we are doing missions for and the fact that Jesus Christ is the one that saves, right? We can go out and tell everyone we want to, but it's not us that changes people, right? Jesus Christ is the one that saves us. So we're going to sing three verses of Jesus Saves. We have heard. Hear my Lord. i talking about just our response, right? We heard from some of our missionaries. They're willing to go. Are we willing to go even just to our neighbors? Right? Hear my Lord. Learn this all month. We're going to sing all three verses today. And the goal of this is really just to magnify Christ, right? That's how God uses us. We don't have to have all the right words or anything. We just lift God up for who he is. And so we'll go ahead and stand with me as we sing our of the Month, Let like God, arise. God's Son is not perceived as God, a darkness
0: blind.
5: I who made the stars of night, I will make their darkness bright, who will bear my light to them, whom shall I send? Lord of snow and rain, I have borne my people's pain, I have wept for love of them, they turn away, I will break their hearts of stone, give them hearts for love alone, I will speak my word to them, whom shall I send? i the lord of wind and flame i will tend the poor and lame i will set a feast for them my hand will save finest bread i will provide till their hearts be satisfied i will give whom shall I
1: I appreciate that. I will. Here I am, Lord. Let me ask that question Is it I, Lord? Well, we're going to talk about that a little bit today. I'm going to ask all three of our missionary couples if you would make your way right up here to the platform real quickly. I didn't know, I don't know if you knew this or not, but you do now. You're going to come on up, and I, you've literally got 15 seconds of introduction for yourselves, right? Tell us who you are. And what country you plan on going to, you don't really need to tell us a whole lot of everything else. This is everybody's job to find out the rest of that information. Uh, so if you would do that, we'd appreciate it. We'll just start this way and go that way.
4: and Lisa Mackay, you've supported us since 1999, and we are in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada.
5: We are Shane and Emily Tasker, and we are praying that the Lord... End us up in the Democratic Republic of the Congo.
1: Samuel and Dixie Shabdu, God's calls to go to southern Israel. Fantastic. Good to have you all. Thank you. You may be seated, and uh, wherever else you're going, I know somebody's going to children's church or something, so take on off. Good to have uh, have them here. What a joy it has been this weekend. If you've been able to come to these, you already know. Uh, it's exciting to see what the Lord is doing, and doing through us, and willing to do through people who say, here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? And uh, I'm, I'm going to challenge you with this real quickly. It's not part of the message, but part of that song. Has um, it ever dawned on you, look through the scripture, that there's never been a time when somebody said, Lord, I'm here, send me, and God said, no. It just doesn't happen that way, Right? If we say, here I am, God says, let's go. Uh, What a joy it is. Father, we ask that you would meet with us today in a very special way. Thank you for these missionaries, for the way that they've blessed our hearts and encouraged us and challenged us, and pray that you would uh, bless their ministries, uh, get them to the field quickly, uh, able to share the gospel with those who are in desperate need. We pray that you would meet with us here this morning, help us to grow in your grace, and we'll thank and praise you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take your Bibles, if you would, please, and we're going to be in Psalm 1, let's see, the 68th Psalm is where we're going to be, but I want to, I want to give this illustration, so you don't have to open it up yet, just simply hold it up so that, you know, you can cover your face maybe, I guess, I don't know, but remember what the Bible says that it is in James chapter 1. What is this What is this book in James chapter 1? Mirror. It's a mirror. It's a mirror, and I want us to look at it today, all right? And when I'm looking in the mirror, you know who I'm not seeing? You. (laughs) This isn't about everybody else in this room, right? It's about me. Look in the mirror and let's take a look and see what God has to say to us. I'm going to give you a series of phrases. Um, They are phrases that you're probably familiar with. And I'm going to ask you this question. Which of these phrases best describes my relationship to God? Looking in the mirror. Which of these phrases best describes my relationship to God? Would it be Isaiah 6-8? Here am I. Send me. Does that describe you? I mean, are you saying to the Lord God, if this is... Is it I, Lord? Because if it is, I will go, Lord, where you lead me. Is that, or would it be something like this? One Samuel chapter three. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Say that, Pastor. That describes every time I find something in the Bible. The Bible says, "Do this." I'm like, Lord, speak to me. Your servant is hearing. I'm ready. Would it be Philippians chapter 1? For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. Which of these best represents your relationship to Christ? Would it be Joshua chapter 24? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will serve the Lord. Would it be Matthew chapter 8? I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. Which of these phrases best describes our relationship to God? Would it be Luke chapter 14? This is a longer one. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee. Have me excused. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. Which best describes my relationship to my Savior? Or would it be Judges chapter 16, and he wist not, He did not understand that the Spirit had departed. I want us to look at the mirror of God's Word today. And I'm going to ask a question that one of our missionaries challenged us with this weekend. So Shane, wherever Shane went, did he go upstairs? See here? There he is. He's upstairs. All right, so Shane said... um, he was talking about doing God's will, right? Knowing God's will and doing God's will. And it's, it's a real challenge to us to understand and know God's will. And here's the question I want to ask, because we're looking in the mirror of God's word. Can I look in the mirror of God's word today and say, I am in the center of God's will. I'm doing what God wants me to do. God said, go, and here's where he sent me, and I'm here. God said, do, and here's where he put me, and I'm doing. How confident are we about these things? Because this is what the challenge is of the Christian life, is for us to follow our Savior, not to determine the cost. You understand? That's not, that's not what we're called here for. It is to know... Now, there's no question that God hasn't called everybody into full-time ministry. I'm not suggesting that if you're sitting in church, you're not in the middle of God's will. God has not called everyone to full-time ministry. But the idea that we should, every one of us, be able to confidently say, I am doing the will of my Savior. That ought to be our confidence. Which of these best describes our relationship to the Lord? Now we're in, in Psalm 68. And our theme song of the, of the uh, our Hymn of the Month and our theme song of this uh, conference has been Let God Arise. And there's only one place uh, in your Bible that that phrase is used, and it's here in Psalm 68. Let God Arise. Now the song goes on to say, Let God Now Showcase Christ. And that really is the concept of the Let God Arise. We should allow God to so work in our hearts that our lives become a showcase, a platform for everyone around us to see Jesus, to showcase Christ. And that's what we're going to look at here in Psalm 68, that we would be willing to let God arise and let our lives showcase Christ. Let's take a look at verse 1. It says, as you might imagine... Let God arise; let his enemies be scattered; let them also that hate him flee before him. When God, this is an amazing thing. I, I I think one of the in the Sunday school hour, one of them was just talking about this. Maybe I can't remember. Anyway, maybe it's just somebody else this weekend. But you know, the idea is that when God is actively doing what He wants to be doing in our lives, the devil flees. That's a reality. If we draw nigh unto God, He draws nigh draws nigh unto us. If we resist the devil, he flees from us. When we're doing, when we're living the life that God has called us to live, Christian, the result is that God's enemies are scattered. The result is, so we're fighting a battle out there, and quite honestly, most of us feel like we're losing this battle in the United States of America right now. Every day gets deeper and deeper into a direction that we do not think our nation should be going. By the way, we're right. Our nation should not be going that direction. That is an absolute certainty. But the answer to it is not found in politics. I, I think you should vote, and I think you should vote in a godly fashion. We'll talk about that. That's a, different, that's a different topic. And anyone who doesn't vote around me, you need to just close your mouth. You have nothing to complain about. If you're unwilling to take on responsibility, then don't tell me you don't like the dinner I made if you're not willing to help me make it. You understand? If you can't take on responsibility, you've lost your privilege of an opinion. That's my opinion. I've now shared it with you. But I can share it with you because I vote. You understand? This isn't about that. But the reality is there's there's not a candidate out there that can bring revival to America. The answer to America is not found in politics. The answer to America is found in Scripture. And the answer to America is sitting in this room as others see Jesus in us. And that happens when God's people are doing what they're supposed to do. When God's people are in his will, Christ is put on display, and people see Jesus. Right? There's, a, there's a verse, it's not in my notes, but there's a verse, so I can't tell you where it's at, but you'll find it. But uh, you know, they're, coming, they're coming, and they say to the disciples, Sirs, we would see Jesus. And it's a picture that the world is like, clamoring to see something that's real and vibrant and alive that they could actually get hold of, and it's meaningful. The world wants truth. Why? Because what does truth do? Set you free. And the world wants that. The world looks at us when we are showcasing Christ. The world looks at us and says, I want what they've got. Uh, Acts chapter 16 uh, is a great illustration of that, right? As, as Paul and Silas have been beaten and put into prison and they're in bonds and, and all of those things. And then the angel comes and visits them and the, there's an earthquake and the, the chains fell off and the doors fly open. And the, the Philippian jailer thinks, I'm done, I'm gone. I may as well just kill myself because uh, my boss is going to kill me tomorrow when he finds out that all of these prisoners have escaped. And the apostle Paul says, don't kill yourself. We're all still here. Remember that? but Remember when they were put into prison, what they were doing? At midnight, they were singing and praising God. And you get the impression that the jailer is hearing this. Then the jailer sees the doors fly open, and the the prisoners don't leave when they could have. And the jailer says, I don't know what it is you've got, but I want it. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? When Christ is put on display, Jesus said, And I, if I be lifted up, what will I do? I'll draw all men unto me. Our job is to let God arise and showcase Christ in our lives. That becomes our job. So let's take a look at how we can make all of this happen, right? This is, here's what the Bible says about the, the showcasing. By the way, the word showcase is not found in your Bibles. Uh, you're not going to find the concept is there. And I'll show you the concept. I already told you if I be lifted up. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul writes this Ye are our epistle, written in our hearts, known and read. You may know what the last phrase is? Of all men. Everybody's watching our lives, they see it. We're, we're an epistle, we're a letter written in the heart. And everybody's watching our lives, and they want to see Jesus. That's what they want to see. They want to see something that's real and vibrant, something that makes a difference, something that actually changes people from the inside out. And that's what they desire. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5, Let your light so shine before men that they may see what? Your good works, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. You see, when we set the light on, it, on the hill... Then everybody sees it, and they're drawn to it. They see the good works. They see what God is doing. They see this showcase of Christ in our lives, and it makes an impact. Let God arise and showcase Christ. So let's go on now back to uh, Psalm 68, and let's see what it says here. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. That's talking about the enemies of God there in verse 1. As wax melteth before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yea, let them exceedingly rejoice. The idea is that when God is, when when our relationship to God is right, the enemy is defeated, and those who are drawn to Christ begin to rejoice. When, here's a. Oh, man, I hate when things come to my mind. So where is this? I think it's some, I, I won't try to say where it's at. I don't know. But it says this. If the, now what does it say? this exalted a nation. That's not the one, that's not that's the verse I'm looking for. What's the one that says if the if there's, if there's, if there's righteousness, if the righteous perish, or the righteous are not found, what happens? What's that verse? See, that's what I hate about this. There you go. Say it again. If the foundations be destroyed, what, the, what can the righteous do? Here's the point. If, we're not, if God's people aren't living out and showcasing Christ, what hope does the planet have? And we're sitting here bemoaning stuff that's going on in our society, but I'm afraid we fit into the I cannot come to the banquet category more often than we ought. Would you agree? I mean, God's people ought to look in the mirror of God's word and know that we're in the center of God's will, which means phrases like, here am I, Lord, should roll off of our lips. Phrases like, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, should come naturally to those who are in the center of God's will. But when we're debating whether or not we're going to obey the principles of God's word, it is no wonder that when the world looks at us, the message is not a showcase of Christ. We're an epistle, known and read of all men. He goes on, let me show you how to showcase Christ. Take a look at verse 4. He's going to show us this in Psalm 68. He says, sing unto the Lord, sing praises to his name. Let's stop there for a moment. All right? Twice he uses the word "sing," Pastor. I'm not a singer. I don't. I'm not the one that wrote it. You don't have any. I'm. I'm not the one telling you to do this. You understand? Your beef is not with me. If you can't sing, what does this verse mean to you? You Say, I'm not a singer, Pastor John. So what am I supposed to do with this verse? You tell me. What are you supposed to do with this verse? Sing anyway. That's a good one. I like that. Sing anyway. What are you supposed to do with this verse? What's the concept of sing mean? Well, it goes on. Let me show you what it means. It says, extol him that rideth up in the heavens by, by his name, Jah, and rejoice before... It's an attitude. Singing is more of an attitude than it is the actual... Ah. You know, I don't know if you can sing or not. I used to be able to sing. Yeah, you know how it is. It's, uh, that's the way it is. It doesn't stop me from singing. If you've ever noticed when I sing in here and I'm up against 200 other voices... Have you ever noticed that you can always find your pastor? I mean, it, it is just the way it is. That's my voice. It's like, I, my choice is don't sing or be obnoxious. Those are my choices. And I just choose to sing and be obnoxious. It is what it is. But worse, it is this attitude of praise, it is an attitude of rejoicing, it is an attitude of raising God up, extolling Him, lifting Him up. So if I'm lifting God up and I'm praising and rejoicing, what am I not doing, Christian? Whining, griping, complaining, pointing out everything that I don't like and everything that didn't happen the way I think it should. Hello. Give me an amen, somebody. you, You see what's happening here? I mean, my life is to put Christ on display. And Psalm 68 tells me, here's how we do this. We start with an attitude of the heart. And this attitude is reflected by an attitude of singing, and rejoicing, and joy, and contentment. The Bible puts it, joy unspeakable and full of glory. Paul says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. It's that attitude that needs to permeate. When God's people become whiners, gripers, and complainers, whether it's about our government, or whether it's about stuff at church, or whether it's about your wife, whatever it is, you've taken Christ out of the show window. And you put yourself there. And that's ugly. I'll be the one to tell you. That's ugly. No one's drawn to it. No one says, oh, I want to be like that. Right? That's... Our job is to showcase Christ. Our job is to put Christ on that pedestal. To make sure that the people who we rub elbows with today, tomorrow at school and at work, and at the shopping mall and the roundabouts, those people see Jesus in us. That's our job, right? <laughs> <laughs> I said the roundabouts for my benefit. You know that. But anyway, um, our job is to showcase Christ. That's my job. Look at verse uh, let me see if I want to get to verse 9. Yeah, let's go ahead and skip down to verse 19 real quick. Let me show you what happens when you and I do what we're supposed to do and put Christ up front. Look at verse 19. Blessed be the Lord. Do you see it? Who daily loadeth us with benefits. Wow. That's the God that makes a difference. That, and by the way, can I... Do you believe, like me, that if I've taken Jesus out of the showcase window and I put myself in there and I'm now whining, griping, and complaining and looking at everything through my own lens, do you believe, like me, that the benefits are still there? The sun still came up. I'm still getting a paycheck. Kroger's still open. I mean, the, the daily benefits are still there. The only difference in recognizing the daily benefit is that in one case... I've got my eyes so much on myself that all I can do is whine, gripe, and complain. But have you ever noticed that people who have their eyes on Jesus, who are dying of cancer, are able to find daily benefits? Have you ever seen that happen before? When we have our eyes on Jesus, it changes things. When Jesus is the forefront, when Jesus is put on display because my heart is focused on Him, because I've started my day saying, Whithersoever thou goest, I'll go. Because I've started my day saying, Here am I, Lord, send me. The danger is in this concept of saying, I'm not gonna follow, and I'm coming up with excuses. By the way, what you you know these things, I'm just reminding you of them. What's the difference between an excuse and a reason? So there might be reasons why people don't come to church, right? For instance, have you noticed that David Klingemann is not here? I sent him home yesterday with a fever and said, nobody wants your sickness. Stay home. You understand? Nobody wants to get sick with David. If he wants to be sick, let him be sick by himself, right? We love him. Just go over there and be sick. When you get feeling better, come back. You know? And so there's a reason sometimes. Sometimes you have a reason for why you didn't do something. I'm aware of that. That's a reason. An excuse is something you control. So these guys are saying, hey, you know, I'm just so busy, I just don't have time. Please bid me an excuse. I just bought a house. I've just married a wife. All kinds of reasons why I reasons. And the Bible calls them excuses. So there's a lot of excuses out there for why I take Christ out of that window, right? My job is to showcase Christ and when i do that the result is that i see the benefits that he's given me every day and it is amazing to me <laughs> on those rare occasions when i'm just really in tune with god how many benefits i can see i mean sometimes it's overwhelming you know there's a there's an old song that says if it keeps getting better and better, O oh Lord, you may know what it says? I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's like when we get our eyes on Christ, when we lift up Christ, when we let God arise in our hearts, the result is daily benefit. So, Pastor John, that's what I want. How do I get to that point? Well now turn over to Isaiah chapter six. We could pick a verse There's verses everywhere, but let's just go to Isaiah chapter 6. It's an easy one, lays itself out well, and it's just a quick and simple reminder since I don't want to take a whole bunch of time here to remind you about this. How do I get from whining, griping, and complaining? How do I get from me being on display for all the world to see with warts and everything else that I've got and taking myself out of that showcase window and letting Christ shine through my life? How do I get to that point, Pastor John? In Isaiah chapter 5, you'll have to go back and read Isaiah chapter 5. But Isaiah falls into what I believe anyway. What he's saying is true. This is not about truth. Isaiah's is speaking truth throughout the whole thing, it's about perspective. In Isaiah chapter 5, Isaiah finds it very easy to find everybody else's faults. And he says, Woe unto that group for they're doing this, and woe unto that group for they're doing this, and woe unto that group for their. And I mean, he's letting them have it. And we're sitting there reading and saying, amen, amen, because he's preaching truth. Then he gets to Isaiah chapter 6. And in verse 1 it says, And I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his eyes get off of the other people and onto his God. And all of a sudden, you know what happens? Isaiah says, Woe is me. For I am undone. For I am a man of unclean lips. And he begins to see God the way he ought to, which allows him to see himself the way he is. He's looked into the mirror, and he's seen something. And he's got to deal with it. And God says, Isaiah, if you'll let me, I can help you. This is in between the lines. You won't see it there in your Bible. God says, Isaiah, if you let me, I can help you. And God sends an angel with a hot coal and touches his lips, his unclean lips, and his unclean lips become clean. John puts it this way, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness say, Pastor, I'd, I'd like to be the other guy. I want to be the one who's putting Christ on display. How do I get there? I need to see God for who he is. I need to see myself for who I really am. And I need to let God do for me what I can't do for myself. I can't change myself. I can't do it. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. I can't even hardly know my heart, let alone change it. But the God who knows everything, can step right into my heart and see what needs to be dealt with and he can do something about it. And I can walk away clean. I can walk away having taken myself out of the window and allowing Christ to be seen in me. As the song says, May Christ be seen in me. That's what God wants to do. And folks, when we do that, not only do we begin to see the benefits that we're loaded with every day, we also begin to be used of God to draw all men unto the Jesus who we've lifted up. And things begin to change. There's a old children's church song, right? Be a missionary every day. And this is what we're supposed to be doing. This is what it means to be... All of us are missionaries, right? We have missions the missionaries who are called to go someplace and take the gospel, but all of us are called by God to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So tomorrow, when you get in your car and you go to school, teenager, your job is to be a witness at school. That's your job. When you go to work at the bank, at the hospital, the car place, wherever it is you work, you are God's missionary there. And there's someone who is saying in their hearts, I just want to see Jesus. That's all I want. sirs. I would see Jesus. Show me something that's real and vibrant, that makes a difference. And Christian, until we get our eyes off ourselves and our eyes on the Lord, we're going to keep showing weakness and warts And all of those things that come with being human when we ought to be able to show a God who is greater than my humanity, a grace that is greater than my sin. And all of a sudden, someone might come up and say, I don't know what you've got, but I think I need it. Wow. Sirs, we would see Jesus. Heads bowed, eyes closed, please. In Isaiah chapter 6, that passage ends with the famous one, right? When Isaiah, having seen the Lord high and lifted up, having seen himself for who he is, having walked close enough to God to hear a conversation God was having with the Trinity, Isaiah says, here am I. Send me. Here am I. Christian, which of those phrases were you able to say? This one identifies my relationship to God. Hear my I, send me. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. Whithersoever thou goest, I will go. For me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Look this way for just one more second. I'm sorry, I want to get that last little phrase, the last one. This is an important one. You know what happens if we, if we continue to not showcase Christ? You know what happens? He wist not that the spirit had departed. Who's that talking about? I remember, Samson, who had God's strength in his life, God's strength in his life, but he started playing with sin, playing with sin, and it became a game to him. And then one day, without even knowing it, he didn't realize that he no longer had the power of God on his life. Peter describes it this way in 2 Peter chapter 1. He says, if we fail to add to our life virtue and virtue knowledge knowledge temperance patience godliness brotherly kindness charity if we fail to add these things to our life he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins he's saved he's just forgotten it to get so far from god that we no longer even we walk we walk through a sea of people on their way to hell and don't see them on their way to hell. We have forgot. Heads about eyes closed. Pastor John, I want God to do something. I want, I want my life to be a showcase of Christ. Pastor, I need to change my perspective of myself, change my perspective of God. I need to look in the mirror today and do business with God. I don't want my game, my, my, my life to be a game. I want my life to count for something. Pastor, God has spoken to me. I'm challenged this morning to do something here. Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up and let me see that so I can pray for you? Hands are going up across the place. Thank you, thank you. Hands across. And Anyone else? Thank you, thank you. I see those. Maybe, maybe there's someone here who's a pastor. Truth is, you're saying, Pastor, how we're supposed to live, but the reality is I'm more like the Philippian jailer. I'm sitting here this morning saying, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The reality is I'm not certain if I died today I would go to heaven. I'm concerned about my soul, about where I would spend eternity. Can I give you some wonderful news? There's a God in heaven who loves you so much that he's brought you here this morning so that you can be reminded yet one more time how much he loves you. And he loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This God of ours loves you so much that he gave his son to to suffer and die on a cross to pay your sin's penalty. And this God loves you so much that he has said, if you will trust me, if you will believe upon me, if you will trust the death of my son as the payment for your sin, I will forgive your sin and give you the wonderful gift of eternal life. Right now, right where you're sitting in the quietness of this moment, you can put your faith, your confidence, your trust in what Jesus Christ has promised to do to give you eternal life. And a God who cannot lie is going to keep that promise. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved right now, right where you're sitting. You can call upon the Lord and say, Lord, please forgive me my sins and save me. And a God in heaven will answer that prayer. no one else to look around, just you, me, and the Lord. If you'd say, Pastor John, sitting here this morning, as best I know how, I have placed my faith, my confidence, and trust just this morning as Jesus is my Savior. I'm not sure I understand all of it, but I'm going to trust him to keep his promise this morning. If you made that commitment to the Lord this morning, if you placed your faith in him this morning, would you just look up at me and make eye contact with me so that I can see that? Is there anyone like that here this morning? Make sure I see you. So what are we going to do, Christian? We're looking in the Word. It's a mirror. What do we see? Father, many hands have gone up. God, I pray that you would just challenge us all to do business with you that's meaningful. God, may we leave here this morning different than when we came in. May we leave here this morning having taken ourselves out of the window and replacing that with your Son. Draw us to your side today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's stand Together we're going to sing channels only. Blessed Savior, as we sing together, the altar is open to you. You step out, let the Lord have his way. If you want someone to pray with you, we'll meet with you down front. Be happy to pray with you. As we sing together, you step out, let the Lord have his way.
3: How I praise thee, precious Savior,
1: of Thou hast saved and and me. Thou Several are coming. If you need to step out, just step right on out and do business with the Lord. Father, may we go forth from this place, allowing you to send us wherever you would, willing to go wherever you go, desiring to serve you, and we'll thank and praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name, amen. Tonight, six o'clock, we'll have our last opportunity to uh, hear the uh, missionary, hear from our missionaries. Also, just so you know, uh, the boxes should be empty back there, so starting now and throughout the night. Uh, All that comes in tonight and everything that comes in will go straight to the missionaries. Uh, We're we're taking care of them, all their needs. But if you want to have a special part in that, uh, that's your opportunity to do so. Uh, Tonight's offering will go to them as well. Anything else I'm supposed to be announcing? That's got everything covered. The Lord bless you, keep you, make His face shine upon you, give you peace. Love you all. God bless you. You're dismissed.